0: Welcome to Chats with Susan Burrell, and that's me. I help strong, capable women who have pockets of self-doubt access their inner wisdom and clarify their own truth. Chats with Susan Burrell is where we have rich conversations about empowerment, radiating your brilliance out into the world, and loving yourself more than you ever have before. And who doesn't want that? So let's get started. So. Today, on it was like a crazy um, happenstance, I guess is the best uh, phrase. I was having a conversation with someone who handles my social media, and all of a sudden, I realized when we get into how we live life, we see things by a narrow lens sometimes because it's our life and we are looking outside of ourselves to see how we connect with others. And so, I realized that. The, the amazing person that's handling my social media for me has so many other components to himself that I had forgotten because I've known him for a little bit, that I am so excited to now have him on the podcast because holy moly, or other expletives, um, <laughs> he has an amazing marketing program. It's called JMAC Media, and I want to welcome Justin Womack.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Susan. Uh, well, I appreciate that.
0: <laughs> well, you know, it's so funny because I met you at a network. I don't know if you remember this, Justin, but I met you, Olga Singer and I met you at a networking event in Ventura, and you shared your personal story and then how you moved into uh, becoming a market master, marketing master, if you will, and coach. Mm-hmm. And I was so, we were so touched by your authenticity And those are the kind of people I want to work with, you know? And so I, and then I reached out to you and you've been helping me do the things that make me just want to fall asleep and, or cry, (laughs) like handling my Facebook page and, and, and Instagram. And, but you're, you're, uh, the expanse of what you do is phenomenal. So can we, okay, let me just tell everybody. So he handles, and then you can chime in. He handles Justin handles social media, and he also handles how you can market your business. Um, he creates campaigns and platforms. He also has a podcast himself. Hello, I just learned this. How dense am I? Called Marketing Geeks. Now, for anybody that's looking to learn about marketing, this sounds like a really good thing. Again, Justin, I'm really sorry if I had to listen to that podcast. I think I would. I. 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 I just would. Go <laughs> it's okay. Down for the count. So let's talk about the Marketing Geeks podcast first.
1: Okay. Yeah. Uh, no. I mean, the Marketing Geeks podcast is something that I started with a, a co-host of mine that um, he was living in Ohio back in 2016 ish. Hmm. I was living in Camarillo, and um, we kind of came together because we were both business owners. We were both into the kind of the online marketing space. Um, so my co-host's name is Andrew Sturgeon. And he was running a lot of the events for SCORE um, in like the Thousand Oaks offices and things okay, like that.
0: What's SCORE just so, because I don't know.
1: SCORE is a subsidized program for entrepreneurs that want to get kind of free coaching and free mentorship. Oh, really? Yeah, it, it, it's originally, uh, I believe the acronym originally stood for the Service Corps of Retired Executives. And it was originally designed as a program where people could volunteer their time after retiring from top-level executive type of positions. Uh, it's kind of evolved a bit since then where there's it's it's a little bit broader than that in terms of who is providing the services. Um, but it, it's a totally free program where any business owner can go to, I believe the, the website would be score.org mm-hmm. and request to get mentorship uh, for free. So I know uh, I, I don't know who's still there. I, I know that one of the, executives that had like started kinkos was serving in the ventura office not too long ago mm-hmm. uh, so pretty big you know pretty big names were involved in this and are still involved in this and that you could do both in person or virtual um sessions
0: mm-hmm. so
1: he was running the, some of the workshops for them i happened to attend one of his workshops and i just uh, approached him afterwards and we kind of connected and became friends following that and so we started taking on a few projects together he ended up um, making a location move. So he moved he moved his residence from uh, Ojai to the Netherlands. Quite a, quite oh, a
0: jump. Oh my, yeah. And time jump.
1: And time jump. Nine hours, yeah. Um, so for us to continue to work together, there wasn't really anything we could work together on. Um, well, it'd be really difficult to do a lot of like projects jointly. So we mm-hmm. just kind of uh, collaborated with a podcast and that's kind of how we stay in touch and how we, we now um, and also collaborate and are also able to work together. So it's pretty cool because like when we do the podcast, it's almost like we're catching up at the same time that we're recording an episode.
0: Oh, how fun. <laughs> that's so fun. And it sounds like you guys deliver uh, some quality information for uh, entrepreneurs that are, might be struggling or starting.
1: And we've had a, we've had a lot of pretty high profile people on the show. Like we've had Pat Flynn, John Lee Dumas. Um, we just had Ryan Levesque on the show. Um, Dan Locke, who is coming on the scene pretty strongly. So we're attracting some, we're attracting some pretty big names. Some of them have millions of followers. Um, some of them have multimillion dollar businesses and uh, it continues to kind of grow in, in like who's coming onto the show. We just, We're going to be interviewing uh, one of the execs from Netflix in the next month or so. And it's pretty cool about who we're actually bringing on and who we're getting to connect with as a result of having that show.
0: Oh my God. I love that. And I want to listen to the Netflix information because they're, you know, that's, so you're getting to people that have started small and grown large. It sounds like
1: a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's really cool. So I would imagine that in listening to the Marketing Geeks podcast, there's going to be a a really lovely um, learning curve for people that are trying to go small or, you know, go from small to big. What is that? From the few to the many? or from one, the one to the few and then the few to the many. That's kind of a, a, a phrase that I've been hearing a lot over the last couple of years, moving your business. In terms of growth, yeah. Yeah, moving well, your business.
1: I, I hear, that. I mean, when you say that, it reminds me of there's two different aspects that I'm gonna bring up right now when, you, when okay. I hear that kind of quote. Uh, number one is that when you're scaling a business, like from a really basic standpoint, like you can't scale one-on-one um, coaching, one-on-one consulting. You can't scale the tasks that you do by yourself. So moving into a model where you're one person serving many at a time, um, is like a first stage of growth and scaling Mm -hmm. and beyond that though, but I, I work with a lot of different entrepreneurs and business owners and, um, and coaches that, that teach the the different levels of scaling up a, a business from, you know, from a startup all the way to a six figure company, to a seven figure company, to an eight figure company and beyond And how uh, at these different milestones, every time you achieve a different milestone, like a a company that goes from zero to six figures is going to need to master a certain few skill sets to get there. But as you get to six figures and you wanna get to seven, it's an entirely different skill set that you're gonna need to adopt and evolve into for you to achieve that. Because at that point, you're going to have to almost um, begin the process of replacing yourself in the business and finding, uh, finding tools or people or ways that can replicate what you do Um, so that you can ultimately scale and continue to grow the company. Now, an example that I will come back to is like Tony Robbins. Yeah. Built a gigantic business starting in the 80s. Um, Up until now, it's still, I mean, he's, he's worth billions of dollars and he's been very, very successful. But one of the challenges that he's faced and he's acknowledged this and he's been trying to address it over the last five to 10 years has been the fact that he's the brand in the face of his own company. So it kind of lives and dies with him. If, if Tony Robbins went away, it's, it's unlikely that his Anthony Robbins companies are going to, to survive and thrive at least in the, same, in the same way that they do now. Right. Um, over time, he started to bring in more coaches and to kind of brand it more as a coaching company and, and use his name in a more symbolic fashion. Um, but that's, that's, a, that's a process, it's taking time. So it's just the idea though of that that's a limitation that even though you can get huge, without you know doing everything perfectly, you still do reach your, your maximums and your, and your caps if you're positioning yourself with those kind of shortcomings.
0: Okay, so Justin, you know I adore you. I adore you. So you were you're just talking to me right now. You were talking to me because okay. I'm looking at, you know, I have a book coming out, um, hopefully in September, my fingers are crossed in case anybody can't see that um and it's called live an empowered life a 30 day journey and it's a it's um it's like a mini workshop uh it's an experiential book um it's interactive and i'm going to be doing book studies on it and i realized with that and speaking engagements and coach you know i have ongoing clients that i'm like i that that's like my gravy when i'm working with people one on one but the book its going to give me a bigger exposure, and so you're talking to me, how do I replicate myself once the book's out so I can have other people do an intimate one uh, book study group, if you will, and I don't always have to be in the room or on the zoom or in the you know in the group kind of thing. And so you're just talking right to me.
1: Well, I you know I have a background. I have a background working for high level seminar leaders, and so back in two thousand fourteen ish, I was working behind the scenes for um, for a seminar person that was running a seven figure business and ran a a coaching business similar to to kind of what you're describing there, Susan. Um, And what I what I came to learn is that when you see these coaches, because if you if I mean this is like a, a totally Shocking mindset shift for some people that are coming from the normal day to day business life, and then they come to like a seminar, and you'll see speakers from stage that make offers that are you know a hundred thousand dollars to be coached with for a year, something oh, like that. Oh yeah,
0: I was just at one of those seminars. I was like, "Are you?" And the fifty percent of the room converted to say yes.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, fifty. If that's One hundred thousand. That's incredible. But
0: that's powerful. <laughs> you know?
1: um, but it, yeah, I mean, it's like a. A culture shock because uh, up before I got exposed to the seminar business, you know, I was kind of trapped in the business hourly working mind shift, uh, my mindset and that kind of thing. And it was kind of it, it's a big it's a big shock to the system. Um, but what you learn is that that the for a business owner in those kind of industries to really scale and succeed, they have to charge big bucks uh, for their personal time. And when you're paying for those gigantic packages, that's the only way you're really getting the one on one time with those people. That's the only way you're really getting the personal attention um, to, to be with them. Now, the other packages that they'll sell are they're going to have digital courses that are pre recorded. Um, that's a way of scaling your time because it's all pre recorded. You've recorded it once, the work's been done, and then you can sell it over and over again, and you don't have to do more fulfillment. They'll sell access to things like Facebook groups or to masterminds, mm-hmm. where that's, again, a, a one person leading many people at a time type of uh, type of business. And those will be at a, a little bit of a higher price point. Um, and then ultimately, you'll get into the, like a personal coaching package that might be virtual, and then a personal coaching package that might be like VIP days, where you go meet with the person for a full eight-hour day. And, and then you, you'll see that the, the pricing structure gets dramatically higher and higher as you get closer and closer to the person running these events or the person mm-hmm. uh, running the business
0: mm-hmm. I, so, you know and it's interesting because uh at this particular event i went to my spouse came with me and he's a very frugal guy you know he's like and um and he's listen and he listens he absorbs things which is great for me because then when i come back and i say so what was that about he can he can delineate it but the the, the price tag the sticker price it was it was a shock And then that people said yes to that. And so what you just explained, Justin, uh, just gave me permission for the last two years of my life, you know, investing money, uh, in these kinds of programs so I could learn how to build a business. Mm -hmm. And I'm and and I'm, I want to share with people that are listening. If you get scared because it's, it's a costly investment you might want to look at it again because it might be the thing you're really supposed to do. And the fear is just keeping you stuck. Yeah.
1: yeah if, if it's something that you're really called to do, um, then I would look a little deeper at it. Then don't be just, just, don't let the price be the only factor that's going to scare you away kind of thing. One of the, the things at working on the back end of this, I got to see, you know, lots of people that would pay big dollars to join these coaching programs and get an idea of who achieved success versus who didn't achieve success. And what I kind of found was that one of the biggest benefits of being involved in a, in a high level mastermind program or a community like that is the it's, it's the access you get to the other mastermind members is one of the, oh, big, yeah. the biggest benefits that you're going to get is you're going to get uh, by being a member, you're going to, to earn a certain level of trust with those people that you wouldn't necessarily have if you just approached them cold. And, um, and you're going to build relationships with high level people. And, you know, there's a, I think it was Jim Rohn that originally had the quote that you become the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Uh, I believe what, that's, that? I believe that's a very, um, true quote in terms of yeah. business. So when mm-hmm. you start spending time with other like-minded people that are willing to invest in themselves in their businesses, and they are also action takers that are actually doing the work, putting in the efforts to grow. Uh, there's there's benefits there that that you get even though it, outside of the coaching, so it's like a it's like a, a a side benefit of being involved in these communities is that you're actually learning and growing along with the other people that are also learning and growing, and you're getting access to the person um, you're getting the private coaching and you're getting um, we, and they can help you kind of develop the skills and fill in the gaps of what you're missing mm-hmm. to kind of grow and move forward.
0: Well, and that's also true for uh, the kind of work that I do. Because there's a, a, um, how do I want to say this? There is uh, an alignment in consciousness that occurs in a group that then you raise, you don't go to the lowest denominator of consciousness, you raise up to the highest denominator. And then people that are suffering from um, low self-esteem, feeling like a victim, can see that they can become more and better. Than who they think they are because they're in this group that sees them as a, a peer and is also lifting them o- their own selves up, you know, personally. Yeah. Uh, years ago, I used well years ago, <laughs> a while back, I played tennis. And I found that, you know, when I would go out on the court with a friend and just lob the ball, it's like, yeah, yeah, we're lobbing the ball. We're running back and forth. Really, we're having a conversation over coffee while we're hitting the ball. And I realized in order for me to improve as a tennis player, I had to play with people that ran my butt all over that court so that my skill set improved. So I had to play with people better than me, you know, or in a sense, quote unquote, better than me.
1: more skilled. How's that? More skilled. Right. <laughs> More experienced. <laughs>
0: but boy, I'll tell you, sometimes I left that court panting going, Oh, I'm never going to get better. Yeah. And but but I, I did improve my skills improved.
1: To that point. Um, you know, I, I managed, uh, several podcast shows. So I was managing one last night, listening to an interview with, uh, with a gentleman named Nicholas barely on an, on a different show. Uh, not my show, someone else's show I edit. And he's a, uh, he coaches men on how to kind of achieve peak performance, but the things that he teaches can apply to anyone. And so one of the the things that he said was, he was talking about the threshold of achieving greatness. And he basically said that, if you don't get your what and your why in alignment, a lot of people like, they they say they want greatness, um, but they don't understand the actions that it takes to get it. And when they learn the actions that are required to achieve greatness, all of a sudden, it's a totally different conversation. Right. So they're like, wait a minute, I don't want to do all that to achieve greatness. And he kind of used the example of like, you want to be like LeBron James? Yeah, sure. Go, uh, go play basketball for 16 hours a day for 20 years. And then at the end of that 20 years, then maybe you'll have a chance to be considered to be an NBA player or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And, it's, uh, and so when you actually look at like, okay, what the actual actions are that uh, lead to this, uh, to achieving like a, an act, uh, expertise and greatness sometimes the, uh, again, the, the feeling changes. So it, it might be that your goal is a little bit unrealistic and we need to, we need to uh, align it more with what you're willing to do, what you're actually willing to achieve so that we can, um, create something that's realistic and achievable. And then ultimately you might evolve into a higher standard, but, uh, we don't want to, we don't want to set a goal. that's going to be absolutely never, you're never going to make any progress towards it or, or get even close to it. Um, because it just leads to it'll lead to kind of a mindset of continued failure and frustration.
0: Okay, so what you're talking about, Justin, is exa- is a lot of the work that I do, and I know that you do this with your clients too. Because uh, every indiv- uh, we're human beings, right? We're human be well, okay. We're you hear that <laughs> phrase, spiritual beings having a human experience? All right. Well, okay, that's overdone. But basically, when we align with our inner truth. We can begin to see where our blocks are, right? Our energetic blocks that keep us small, and um, and what you're just describing is when somebody says, "Oh, I want to be, you know, the next Oprah." Okay, that used to be on my to do list, but anyway. <laughs> and when so I realized, many now, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, it took her 25 years to become Oprah. Mm-hmm. Plus, you know, plus the 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 you know going through her childhood and her all what she overcame but so so what happens is we as individuals right we we hit our um our barrier if you will of what keeps us less than as opposed to opening a door to we could possibly and it's only a possibility become more than what this little box is and that and that's kind of sounds like what you're talking about is is um, in building a business uh, there's going to be those threshold levels where you hit the uh-oh I don't want I don't know that I want to do this I'm I'm going to tell myself I'm kind of at that right now <laughs> because of this book coming out and it feels large to me and when I sit with myself and listen to my inner wisdom I get that no 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 it's not something to shy away from It's something to embrace and step into because it's, it's all part of the journey of my personal life right now. You know, not everybody's going to have a book, not everybody's going to have a business, but what I'm talking about is when we hit those um, barriers that keep us small, we, what you just said, you have to decide how large do I want to grow and how do I get into the, what is the why? of mm-hmm. why I'm doing this. What is the what that I really want now that I'm at that level of, do I jump off the cliff and soar or do I sit here going, I'm not doing it cause I might just go splat on the ground. And to
1: speak to that a little bit, I, mean, I just want to bring up a few concepts of marketing that I touch on a lot. And like, I talk about these on the podcast I talk about them in my business with people I work with um, this day and age, we live in an era of where personal branding is more important than ever. And vulnerability and expressiveness, being able to be the face of your own brand, has become more and more the norm. Whereas it used to be that you'd you kind of hide behind a logo. Um, we're we're in an era where it's uh, where putting uh, it's almost essential now that you have some kind of like a, a show that where you're constantly producing a, a certain level of content so that people can kind of get uh, Experience what it is that who you are, what you offer the value that you could provide them, and that show can be a number of di- a number of different ways and I use the word show lightly, but it could be like you have a podcast it could be that you 've written a book and you put it out there it could be that you write a blog on a day to day basis or, or not day to day but on a uh, on a regular basis uh, and it could be that you produce regular video content or you're doing Facebook lives or a YouTube channel or something like that but by having some sort of a means or a channel like that that um, produces content it it opens you up to a much greater um, public for you to expose your content to. Mm-hmm. And it, but it also makes you more vulnerable to things like criticism and internet trolling and, and other aspects like that. Um, but ultimately in our, uh, in the way that most businesses run these days, it, it's, it's essential to have that, um, to be willing to put that content out there, to be willing to, um, to, to show people who you are on not just, a, not just a content basis, but also on a personal basis. So actually opening up and talking about some of the things that you love on like a personal basis and letting them kind of experience you as a person. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what people are looking for and that's how people connect these days and that's how audiences are grown. And um, the way, one of the concepts I always talk about with a business is that you, the three core fundamentals of any business are that you've grown a tribe, you're engaging that tribe and then ultimately you're marketing to that tribe. And tribe building starts with vulnerability and um, content and exposing yourself to the public.
0: Okay, everybody, I want you to hear what Justin just said. Tribe building starts with vulnerability, content, and being willing to expose yourself to the public. Okay. Not meaning that you're walking around with a trench coat and going, hey, 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 hey.
1: Too when I said that out loud, I'm like, that's kind of a,
0: weird <laughs> no, but, but the point, but your point is well taken because I think, um, when people start, you know, uh, in business, mm-hmm. they, they, you know, when I first started, I had, Oh my God, when I was going through divorce actually, and I knew this, what I'm doing now is where I was going. It's where I'd been, what I'd been doing for 18 years. And I had to go to one of those vocational counselors to see if I could hold a friggin' job. Um, and I had a master's degree. I'm like, Oh, really? And she kept saying, well, what's your business plan? What's your business plan? And, and, and I think sometimes when people have a business plan, it keeps them small, you know? And so I, I was, I'm a rebel. I am a rebel. I, in my later years, I realized this, but you know, I had this big conversation with her. If I tell you what my business plan is, it's not going to grow. This is my, now everybody, this is my, the way I deal with things. Uh, You know, other people are going to say you need a business plan, but what you just described about creating um, a group of followers, a tribe, because you're showing exactly your authentic self by being vulnerable and creating content that reaches other people that want to be more of themselves that that's beyond a business plan. Do you, yeah. I think it, it, maybe, it's,
1: like, it's like, a fundamental core concept, I think. And it, it is beyond just like the traditional list of, of, of a business plan, the traditionalism of a business plan. Um, yeah. I, I do also tend to think a little bit beyond them. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be bashing business plans because I think they can be effective for the right people. Yes. Yes. Um, and some people have different, their brains function differently than my brain. I think maybe mm-hmm. we're both a little bit more creative in some mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Um,
1: but for some people it's important to, to also have that. But also I want to mention that you should play to your strengths because each of these different mediums that I mentioned about like how you could put content out to the world, they're, they're all hit on different learning modalities. Like one like podcasting is an audio modality. Video is your visual, um, you know, putting that out there, you know, blogging is a, I mean, blogging your writing, but it, you could consider that somewhat kind of static, I guess. Um, you're so you're, you're kind of playing to your strengths. Like, where where am I strongest? How do I um, how do I best communicate with people, and how are people best responding to me? And also have a level of self awareness to be able to ask the people around you um, to to let you know like what are what are my strong points, what are my weaknesses. And and because having that awareness can help you to kind of um, reach this this communication threshold.
0: And so, also, just, I just yeah. have to say, I'm sorry, but I'm rubbing my hands together. And people that clients that work with me know what that means. I'm just like, it, you know, I'm rubbing my hands together because what you just said is what my book that's coming out, "Live Your Empowered Life: A 30 Day Journey," is because it 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 allows individuals that learn differently to have a visual with videos, to have an audio with listening to my um, meditations on Insight Timer, writing. And then there's other experientials that, ha- that cause people to uh, go deep into who they want to be and what's holding them back. And, and I think that, that what you're just saying is that's important for any entrepreneur to know about themselves as they move forward.
1: Yes. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, we need to be, we need to be able to uh, be self-reflective enough to know, uh, to know our own strengths and weaknesses and also understand our audience enough to know that they know when we're producing our own content, we have to lead with uh, providing value for them before we're providing value for ourselves. So like when we're, when we're, when we're reaching out to our communities, it's not about go to my website, like on my first exposure, it's about how can I actually provide value to you and provide you an experience that you will make you want to come back uh, for more? And then, uh, there, you know, there's a great um, metaphor that there's a book actually called Jab, 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 Right Hook by Gary Vaynerchuk, who is a, he's a well-known marketer. He's come on the scene recently in a big way. Um, but the the metaphor being that a jab is like, a, it's like a boxing metaphor, but a jab is like you're producing pure value for somebody and pure content And then the right hook is when you're actually asking them for something in return. So for every like three to five jabs, you're then asking for something in return. And the ask is not necessarily even a monetary ask. It could just be um, now I'd like you to go to my webinar training, or now I'd like you to go to my website, even if it's free, you know, even if it's a free ask, you're still asking for someone to take an action that they normally wouldn't take on your behalf. And um, so you want to create a level of reciprocity by delivering value up front um, and then it'll make somebody more likely to want to do something back for you. And that's like the law of reciprocity, which is one of the laws of influence and a whole other thing that I uh, teach and study.
0: Well, it's also, it is all the law of circulation, which is what sure. I talk about. It's a, it, these are what Justin's just mentioning, the law of reciprocity is, a, it is a universal spiritual principle that's Always in action, you know. You don't get to go. Oh wow! Look, I just found this new lawn. It's always happening. So whatever we're thinking, it it goes out and it circulates and it comes back to us. And what you just said about uh, offering value and asking for uh, to receive something in return from the 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 tribe that you've developed is is huge because that is human connection. That is why we are on the planet is to be connected to each other. And so justin let, can we rewind back because um there's something you said about being vulnerable and and in in marketing or podcasting or 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 whatever the content is that you're developing um it seems to me now that uh so many people uh, podcasting is kind of the new television if you will, or the new radio right popular. and it seem, it's very popular and um and it seems like there are so many people listening to different podcasts um, more than they 're even reading books anymore you know the 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 actual book they 'd rather get the twenty minute you know the clip notes if you, if
1: you think about it i mean the podcast is is so up to date like if you think about it like even in terms of like traditional education, like uh, marketing classes have fallen so far behind the curriculums because like the technology and the evolving of everything has happened so fast that like, you know, there are certain fundamentals that will live forever. But when you're talking about the techniques and strategies that work in a day-to-day existence for a marketer, um, you know, your traditional education is going to fail you because those books are published, you know, a year or two or three and, uh, mm-hmm. ago or more. And it, it, things don't move at that snail's pace anymore. They move very, very, very fast. So podcast is updated all the time. So it's a way of getting the latest content and in a, in a medium that a lot of people is friendly for consumption because you can listen to a podcast in your car, you can listen at the gym, you can listen on runs. Um, you know, having my own podcast, I have listeners that write in and we get a lot of people that like write into like LinkedIn or things like that, that even talk about like, oh, I take you on my run every day or I, you know, I, um, I listen in the car and things like that. We had somebody that claimed that he, he drove from like South Carolina to, I want to say, uh, Kentucky or something, and he's like, "I listen to Marketing Geeks for like eighteen hours straight." Oh my goodness! <laughs> it's
0: like, it's That's uh, cool. <clears throat> and hopefully that that that. See, I'm the person that has to listen and write things down. So I, you know, even though I'm a podcaster, I don't necessarily listen to podcasts in my car because I got to be taking notes. It, it's and it goes back to how you learn, right? It's it, the Absolutely. brain needs to have two, two or three different ways of learning at the same time. So Justin, uh, I just want to ask because you've also done uh, your own personal work because of the journey of your of your life, um, and you you went and learned about NLP and hypnotherapy and neuro uh, feedback and all that stuff. So can you share with everybody why and then how that has um, yeah. A very condensed version.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, so I've always been driven, um, by an interest in like human communication and the way that people think and the way that people function. Um, so when I was in college, I studied biopsychology. I went to university, California, Santa Barbara, um, gauchos Mm -hmm. and, (laughs) and, uh, yeah. So, and I I was very fascinated with uh, human psychology. And so when I, when I graduated, um, I explored different, different areas in term, and including things like neurofeedback, which is, uh, I became a certified neurofeedback technician, which is where you run an EEG machine and you're basically doing like Pavlonian classical conditioning where you're training a person's brain to, um, respond to certain stimuli with different brain waves than they right. normally would. So you're training to optimize for different, um, different brainwave states. And that was, that was a very fascinating experience. And it was, it was a route that, um, that I was, I was interested in, but I, ultimately it wasn't my true necessarily calling and passion. And it was kind of a, it was kind of limited to helping very few people and, and not like a really early scalable thing. Uh, and a few years later, I started stumbling into the, to the seminar business. And I, I mentioned that briefly, and I, I really connected with the way that um, the seminar business is, you know, I'm talking about business coaches, personal development coaches, especially like things like NLP. The first seminar I attended was a neuro-linguistic programming NLP seminar about personal development and growth, but also with an aspect tied to business. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I became fascinated about how you can kind of use this technology of communication to, um, to both accelerate the level of uh, of connection with somebody as well as to kind of accelerate the level that you're able to grow and develop certain skill sets by modeling people that have already achieved those and breaking down the very specific behaviors and tactics that they use on a day-to-day basis and replicating those. Right. And so I became very fascinated with that. Ultimately, I kind of worked my way into the back end of a company like that. And, uh, and then in 2014, uh, you heard this in my talk, I, I had a major, major car accident where I actually lost control of my vehicle. It rolled um, over a... Embankment and landed underwater with me unconscious inside, and um, and I ended up almost drowning in because it was like a creek. It was like a, a creek with like a sewage feed like feed nearby, so it was dirty water. So I I ingested and aspirated very 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 dirty water, and I ended up being in the ICU uh, for two months. So I spent two months in the ICU mainly due to lung infections uh, that had developed into um, ARDS, which is like a very very. Kills most people that get it, um, and I was on experimental dosages of medications and like crazy Western medicine things that I would not have preferred to be on, but it, it, it kind of gave me a perspective about the balance of Western and Eastern medicine too, because uh, at the before this whole thing happened, I was um, doing a lot of green juicing and like drinking kombucha and um, taking on more of a <laughs> different philosophy but it, it kind of gave me that perspective that yeah, there is there actually is a balance i wouldn't have survived without the, the aid of western medicine but that also gave me you know being in a hospital bed where i couldn't stand couldn't move couldn't walk um probably the, felt like the day you know your day my days felt like instead of 24 hours it was like a week at a time every day felt like a week to me and, and it just it gave you know i, I that was the, some of those moments where it was like you know looking up and like pleading for a second chance and looking uh and trying to find out okay if i get a second chance what do i want to do with it and, that, and it's like ultimately that's what um led me to make a decision that this is kind of i want to do my own thing i want to start my own business i want to you know have my own uh my own voice my own content my and and run it this way and this is this is where i want to take it and um so ultimately this is when i regained my faculties and i was able to to walk again and uh ultimately you know have more energy and things like that. Uh, that's that's why I pursued this, and so it's been like since 20s, Well, it, it, the first year of recovery was more about the recovery than anything else. But but since around late 2015, my entire focus has been around uh, developing my skill sets in business, developing my skill sets in marketing, communication, um, things like NLP, and and then how can I take this and create a business out of it, and ultimately help others and kind of pay it forward.
0: Okay. <laughs> and so this is everybody. This is why I heard this story. And this man is, um, intentionally here on the planet to serve others. And I'm not putting words in your mouth, am I? No, you're not. Yeah. And, um, and because of that intentionality to be of service and to do it in the, in, in, in marketing, you know, in supporting people and how they market their business and grow their business. You know, it's, it's almost like just, Oh, it's almost like Justin, you are, it's going to make me cry. You are the wind beneath my wings, you and what you do for me. And I'm telling everybody this his skill set is so awesome that you, you help me soar because I don't have to pay attention to the stuff that you know how to do that. I don't want to ever learn, you know, all the, all the stuff that you do. So I am deeply grateful. I I tell you that a lot, but I'm deeply grateful that, um, you made another choice while you were in the hospital and, and then you recovered and you are doing exactly what your soul has called you to do and 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 you're building your own business and and oh so everybody the, it is jmacmedia.com yeah. m a c k m a c k and um Justin does a plethora of things to help uh new entrepreneurs grow and build and um become more of who they want to be and Justin Womack, I am so deeply grateful mm-hmm. Thank you for the conversation we had today, but for the work you do on my behalf. So I don't gotta. <laughs>
1: yeah. And if you're a business owner, you really, ideally you shouldn't be learning everything. If you want to scale your business, you shouldn't be, you know, you should learn a little bit about, you should know a little bit about everything so that you can manage properly, but you don't need to know all the various details and skills of every single position because it'll, it'll slow you down. So as a, as a business owner, if you truly, if you truly have a mindset of scaling and growth, it it makes more sense to know enough to be able to manage the people underneath you. Um, but that's all, that's all, that's as far as you need to take it. Now, the one thing I, I do hear a lot, like with my story about how, you know, I've been left here with a, with a purpose and I hear, and I hear all this. So I, um, it's, it's, I always say, you know, it's a, uh, I take it seriously and I, you know, I'm not perfect, but I, I, I make, uh, every day I'm making progress. I'm making strides to be a better person. And since, since all this happened, um, you know, I've, been, I've gotten married and my, my, wife who I got married with, uh, we were together before the accident as well. So we have been together, I think uh, at that point, where are we now? What year is this? 2019. So we've been together nine years now. We got married in 2016, so we had, uh, we'd been together for six years um, we, and we ended up getting married. And now we have a one-year-old child, Jacob. And so uh, if, if I ever, uh, so <laughs> if if it's not me that was left here for a purpose, I'll, I'll, I'll put it on him. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I totally get that. Totally get
1: that. Because I survived that accident and, uh, and I didn't even mention that I was rescued by an individual that witnessed it and pulled me out of the car and, That's a whole other aspect of that story. That's pretty synchronistic and interesting.
0: Wow, Justin. Thank you so much for sharing all this today. Thank you so much for um, uh, uh, playing with me and navigating all this. So um, this feels really whole and complete. So I'm just going to say, and so it is, namaste. Well, that wraps up our chat for today. Thanks for joining me. And if you want to learn more, go to SusanBurrell.com. You can contact me through the website. There's blogs for you to read. There are videos to watch. And remember, I am an intuitive healer and spiritual guide at the crossroads of life. And I would be more than honored to help you on your journey to live an empowered life. And so it is. Namaste.